My name is Isaiah, and I and I am four. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he never lets us down. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. I'm Alicia Yoder, and I'm delighted that you've decided to join me on another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. Like I said last week, we skipped ahead a few hundred years from the Old Testament to some stories from the New Testament when Jesus has finally come. In the last episode, we talked about the miraculous birth of a man named John, who God chose to prepare the way for Jesus to come and how an angel also appeared to a woman named Mary, telling her that she had been chosen to give birth to the Messiah, Jesus. When Mary was almost ready to give birth, the ruler of the land named Caesar Augustus made a law that everyone in the Roman world had to be counted, and everyone had to travel to the town where their ancestors were from. So Joseph had to go to Bethlehem, because that's where his ancestor King David was from. An angel had also appeared to Joseph, telling him that he didn't need to be afraid to take Mary as as his wife, because her child was from the Holy Spirit, and that the Son would save his people from their sins. When he and Mary got to Bethlehem, there was no guest room where they could stay, so when the baby was born... They wrapped him up in strips of cloth and placed him in a manger where the animals usually ate their hay. Nearby in the fields, there were shepherds taking care of their sheep. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news. It will bring great joy for all the people. Today, in this town, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Here is how you will know I am telling you the truth. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a large group of angels from heaven also appeared. They were praising God, saying, May glory be given to God in the highest heaven, and may peace be given to those he is pleased with on earth. Then the angels left and went back into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby. And sure enough, the baby was lying in the manger. 
after the shepherds had seen him. They told everyone what the angel had said about this child, giving glory and praise to God. All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary kept all these things like a secret treasure in her heart. She thought about them over and over. The time came for making Mary clean as required by the law of Moses after someone has a baby. So Joseph and Mary took Jesus to Jerusalem to the temple. There they presented him to the Lord, because in the law of the Lord it says, The first boy born in every family must be set apart for the Lord. They also offered a sacrifice. They did it in keeping with the law, which says to offer a pair of doves or two young pigeons. In Jerusalem, there was a man named Simeon. He was a good and godly man. He was waiting for God's promise to Israel to come true, and the Holy Spirit was with him. The Spirit had told Simeon that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him into the temple courtyard. Then Jesus' parents brought the child in. Simeon took Jesus in his arms and praised God. He said, Lord, you are the king over all. Now let me, your servant, die in peace. That is what you promised. My eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared it in the sight of all nations. Your salvation is going to be given even to non-Israelites, and the people of Israel will share it. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them. He said to Mary, Jesus' mother, This child is going to cause many people in Israel to fall and to rise. God has sent him, but many will speak against him. The thoughts of many hearts will be known, and a sword will wound your own soul too. In the temple, there was also a prophet named Anna. Anna was 84 years old. After getting married, she lived with her husband seven years before he died. Ever since then, she never left the temple. She worshipped night and day, praying and even going without food. Anna came up to Jesus' family at that moment. She gave thanks to God, and she spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the time when Jerusalem would be set free. Joseph and Mary did everything the law of the Lord required. After Jesus' birth, when Herod was king of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. They asked, Where is the child? who has been born to be king of the Jews, which was another name for the Israelites. We saw his star when it rose. Now we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard about it, he was very upset. Everyone in Jerusalem was troubled too. So Herod called together all the chief priests of the people. He also called the teachers of the law. He asked them where the Messiah was going to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, This is what the prophet has written. 
Then Herod secretly called for the wise men. He found out exactly when the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem. He said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report it to me. Then I can go and worship him too. After the wise men had listened to the king, they went on their way. The star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them. It finally stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. The wise men went to the house. There they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures. They gave him gold and sweet-smelling spices. But God warned them in a dream not to go back to Herod. So they returned to their country on a different road. When the wise men had left, Joseph had a dream. In the dream, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph. Get up, the angel said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you to come back. Herod is going to search for the child. He wants to kill him. So Joseph got up. During the night, he left for Egypt with the child and his mother Mary. They stayed there until King Herod died. Herod realized that the wise men had tricked him, so he became very angry. He gave orders in Bethlehem and the places all around it. He ordered all the boys two years old and under to be killed because that was when the wise men had seen the star. After Herod died, Joseph had a dream while he was still in Egypt. In the dream, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. The angel said, Get up, take the child and his mother, go to the land of Israel. The people who are trying to kill the child are dead. So Joseph got up. He took the child and his mother Mary back to the land of Israel. And Jesus grew and became strong. He was very wise and was blessed by God's grace. Have you ever looked forward to something a long, long time? Maybe a birthday celebration or a special friend or relative coming to visit? What if you had to wait your entire life until you were an old person for your friend to come visit? Would you just give up and tell them not to come since you'd have to wait so long? From the time of Adam and Eve, and for the next thousand, couple thousand years, people had been waiting for the one who would reverse the curse God had given to Adam and Eve and crush the sa- serpent Satan's head. They didn't know exactly how it would happen, only that God had promised it would. Like if you knew your parents had something great planned for your birthday, but didn't know what it was. Through the years of waiting, there were prophets, or men and women God gave messages to, about how the Savior would come, like telling them he would be born in Bethlehem and have to escape to Egypt. But Mary and Joseph didn't live in Bethlehem, so God worked all the pieces of the story together, just as he'd promised he would. 
Joseph and Mary just did what needed to be done, like going to Bethlehem to be counted and giving birth in a stable or cave because there was no guest rooms in the crowded town. Mary didn't curse God for bringing her baby in that place in that way, but welcomed the shepherds who went out and spread the good news of Jesus' birth after responding to the angel's message. But Mary hid away everything that happened inside her heart because she knew God was making this happen. The shepherds believed the angels who appeared, even though they might never see Jesus when he grew up. And Simeon and Anna believed God's words to them that the Messiah, the Savior, had finally come when they saw baby Jesus in the temple. God even led the wise men, who were convinced enough to follow a star and offered gold and other precious things and bowed down to Jesus when he was only a toddler. And they believed God's warning in a dream, going home in a different way to keep King Herod from finding out where Jesus was. Herod did everything he could to stop God's plan, thinking Jesus was there to take his job. But God would not let Jesus be hurt until his time had come to die on the cross and show himself forever as the Redeemer and Savior of the whole world. So God warned Joseph in a dream, and they hid in Egypt until Herod was dead. Jesus grew up in God's wisdom and favor every day. Has your mom or dad ever forgotten something they had told you they would do? As humans, sometimes our minds forget things, but God never loses track of his promises to us and knows exactly what needs to happen to make them come true. Even when Satan and his demons try to get you to do things that are unkind or make you afraid or discouraged, God has promised to work the pieces of your life together for your good and for others to see how great he is, because our story is part of the best story he has already written, Jesus coming to rescue us from our sins, giving us his perfect record of behavior and making us beloved sons and daughters of the Father. Nothing and no one can stand against him to keep him from always being with us, always loving us, and always being our help. Because of Jesus, you are protected for life with him forever. You can be like Mary, treasuring the things he's done, the ways he's helped you in your heart trusting him in the things you don't understand and confident that he's doing his good work in the world and in your life. And you can be like the shepherds too, telling your friends and family what you do know about God's love and good news of salvation. Even if you feel like Simeon and only see the baby things God is doing in your life, or it seems like God is only helping you a little bit with your problems instead of a lot, you can ask him for the faith to help you believe he will keep growing your life to be more like him and to live in his victory, strength, and joy. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for coming and for sending your Holy Spirit to never leave us. 
Thank you that you never forget the promises you've given us in the Bible. Would you help us to trust you in all that we're still waiting for? We love you. Amen. Okay, friends, let's keep walking in his love. See you next time.